This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. 98 KUPD, there's criminal Mark Randall walking in on every place. How about that? Uh, it is uh, time now for Brady to entertain us all. We call this the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by my friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense. If you want to uh, defend yourself from something wonky or goofy in your life uh, and you just don't know how, well, they'll teach you. It's just that darn simple. It's really actually pretty easy. Once you get into it, you start realizing that most of the time your instincts are right. You just have to hone them. Work on it. When in the world are you ever in a situation where you're like, hey, let's practice you getting attacked? You think you know what you do, but that uh, muscle needs to be worked, and it is worked and worked hard at uh, Tactical Black. It's a fantastic place. React Defense just has all the scenarios you could ever imagine. You're going to get in great shape while you're doing it. You're going to absolutely surprise yourself what you're capable of, and then you're going to walk out of there a little more confident than you were. Each time you go, you leave a little bit more confident and in a little bit better shape. Uh, celebrate yourself. That's what you do there. Meet some great people. Hang out with a lot of folks who have the exact same mindset as you. It's like, you know what? I don't want to be a victim. I'm not going to be a victim, and I want to be in shape. Stand on that treadmill all you want. Boring. Now find something that challenges you, and I found it. It's reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black Phoenix, Glendale, and Chandler. They got you surrounded. Also, you can check out their merch and all their gear and stuff, which is awesome at uh, tacticalblackvault.com. React Defense, it's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain me. Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick were on the same podcast together talking about Ooh. how long they've Igloo known Brothers, each other. The podcast. Yes. Great. And this was the first time. That's a great idea for a podcast. Igloo Not Brothers. Not bad. Where you just have people who have boned the same chick and then they compare notes. Oh, man. Because that, that's what this is. And if you could get celebrities. If you could get Lyle Lovett, you could get a yeah. whole circle of guys on this one. Yeah. So, Jennifer Aniston would be another one. Another good topic. You get that mm-hmm. uh, Brad Pitt. And then uh, who else nailed her? That uh, that actor guy that uh, God, I can't remember his name ever. Well, Vince Vaughn. There was something at one, at one particular time there. Get him in the Igloo Brothers. Angelina Jolie. Show. You got Billy Bob. Billy Brad. Bob. Brad. Uh, her brother. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. Shiloh. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's right, but yeah. Well, Kiefer and uh, Kiefer and Jason Patrick talked about. Their share sharing of Julia Roberts. Yeah, but I don't know if you remember that story. They Kiefer and Julia were engaged, broke she it off. Left. The next day, paparazzi shows pictures of Kiefer moving out of the house, moving his stuff. Right. Then they show her leaving with Jason Patrick to Ireland, out to lunch. Then yeah. they went to the airport and left to Ireland. They were in that uh, that movie about the abusive husband. Together, and she fell in love with. She was going through that thing well, where and she was. Kiefer met her on the Sleepwalker show or whatever. It was, it was Lost Boys, believe it or not. When together, I think somehow he got because she wasn't in that movie. No, she was in that Sleepers. What was that one where they brought people back to? Life? Yeah, it was. I think it was Sleepers. That was. I don't it was think, Sleepers. Was that yeah. what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, Is that what that was. There was about a twenty-year gap that those guys didn't talk to each other. They were pretty good friends up until that point, and then they got together. Um, in 2009, they hooked up and they were able to. They worked on a Broadway show together, and they were able to talk about it, laugh about it, toast about it. Wow! And now they said, you know what? We've all moved on. We've yeah. all had a couple marriages between that. Right? Time um, heals all wounds. It does. You and can goes, be friends with a guy who boned your girlfriend and took her to Ireland the day you broke up. <laughs> Thirty five years. Shake hands with you and say, you know what? Thanks for saving me that heartache. Kiefer did compare them to like uh, Eric Clapton and George Harrison. 
One of the greatest quotes of all time. Best friends they were. Yep. And I believe Clapton was the one that swiped Harrison's wife. Yeah. And then George was asked about it, and he goes, hey, if she's going to be with anybody, she should be with somebody as great as Eric. Like, at least I know she's in good hands. He's a great man. Because they were best friends. I'm like, man, that is, that's some modern thinking right there. Good on you. Just he wanted her to be happy. That's true love is uh, what that is. You actually wanted that woman to be happy. And if she was happier somewhere else, and you're like, you know what? That's the whole goal for me is to make sure she's all right. I mean, How about that miserable. confrontation? You'd want to kill her, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah miserable. Yeah, it would be a tough day. <laughs> the confrontation when they both were at a party. I think it was in uh, Mick Jagger's flat. And it was 2.15 in the morning and out of the fog, out of the little park where his flat was in the backyard. You're saying flat like you're English. Apartment. Right? apartment. Sorry. Yeah, the apartment. Condo. <laughs> Just because you're talking about Englishmen doesn't mean you have to go there. They come walking up at 2.15 in the morning and there's Harrison on the balcony yeah. on the patio. And then it's Eric and uh, Patty Boyd going on. Oh, so I guess you've made your choice. Yeah. Like, That's you, how they found out. But she left Eric then at that time and said, I'll stay with George. Yeah. Well, he had a couple of them. And he had a couple of steals, and then they resulted in amazing songs, because I think he wrote You Look Wonderful Tonight. And Layla. About swiping her. It's incredible. Arnold Schwarzenegger says he used to work out with Tommy Chong and smoke weed back in the day. <laughs> I had right. no idea. He, that's the first time he's really talking about. Two weeks in a row, Brady, you bring me on the show and talk about how high I am all the time. <laughs> a lot of weed. No, he's smoking. I'm smoking out these cigars. They're just big blunts is all. Did you like the menthol stuff at all? I love the menthol. It's great. I have a whole secret stash of menthol I'm going to sell to black people at exorbitantly high prices. <laughs> By the way, the movie you were thinking of was Flatliners. Flatliners. Not okay. Sleepers. <laughs> Sleepers is the one. It's one of my favorite movies to basketball. get caked and sit on the couch, do nothing, and just watch movies. Sleepers was not basketball. It was about Wasn't the it? kids who got raped by the priest, I think. Yeah, weren't, they were on a basketball team together. In the well, I don't remember that. I remember the rape part. I remember the rape part more than that. And I was in that too. Yeah, I didn't rape anybody though. But I will for money now because I'm broke. Got in a rape movie. You want me to do rape? I'll do it, counselor. Kirk Douglas's widow Anne died yesterday. She was 102. Those that family lasted a long time. Had one last sponge bath and then kicked it in. (laughs) Oh come on! Why did she have a sponge bath? That's a Spartacus. Yeah. (laughs) Just because her That's husband did gay sponge it. baths doesn't mean that they gave her, her one every day. Why not? Well, it just seems like she's just and she's nicking his stuff. We've got another celebrity that's uh, bumping and grinding now. Kathy Lee Gifford's back on the horse. She's Ugh. in a relationship. Ugh. With who? What lucky stallion got hold of that? Rage. <laughs> Rage is his back. He came, no. I came back to life because I heard Kathy was opening the gates again. <laughs> She closed up uh, the Planet Frank, as I used to call her vagina, as this giant playground for Frank Gifford to goof around in. And then he passed away, and she didn't do anything. But now I hear it's open for business, so I'm back. Holy flatliners. Holy flatliners, indeed. Julie Roberts brought me back to life so I could go bury myself in the honey hole of the brand new. It's been, Brady, it's been vacant for 15 years. Christine. It's, it's, it's back to good. It's like being with a teenager. It's fantastic. Again, the old Reach couldn't pass it up. Pulling been... the sheets off the furniture. Look, Brady, I spent 14 years of my life staring at that thing through her dress every time she'd cross her legs. I never got a peek at it. Frank was always standing in the way. But now. Congrats, Reach. Fantastic stuff. Um, this is exciting news. Urban Meyer finally settled in in, in, in Jacksonville. He bought a house for $2.15 million. 
and he's uh, three doors down from Tim Tebow. That's right. And Tim's got a gift basket for him. I'm bringing over a big sack for you, Urban. A big sack right for you. It's a gift sack? It's a gift sack. A Tim Tebow gift sack for my favorite man ever. Urban Myers. It's the most urban I've ever been, besides when I go to blacked.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tim Tebow, straight as an arrow. Tight end. Oh, I'm a t- I want to be a tight end for the Jaguars, but not on the field. Just for my head coach, Urban Meyer. Treat me like an urban whore. <laughs> Tim I- Tebow throws a straight ball at your hands. Grab my ball. Not sure if you saw this one yesterday, but... Um, people think the Chip and Dale sketch on SNL yep. was one of the things that killed Chris Farley. <laughs> sure. Because he stopped respecting himself. <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on. He Ro- never looked in a mirror before yeah, that. he didn't respect himself Robert before Robert Smigel that. says, no, the sketch was actually empowering yeah. because it showed how proud and unashamed Chris was. And also, Chris Farley, in years after that, struggled with ever liking himself because he was worried no one thought he was funny. He was constantly performing and driving himself into a performer's high. And then when it would come down, he would crash. And it's a very real thing. Talk to any comedian about a performer's high when you start living for them. Your, your normal life is not – it can't be – it can't compare. Like the highs of being on stage and owning an audience and having that moment. And then when you go home and nobody's like fawning over you or laughing at everything you say, you're like, I'm dying out here. And you feel dead. And Chris Farley, that book I read about him a long time ago was just everybody, even, even uh, well, you know, Chris Rock stood by the last time Farley hosted Saturday Night Live, uh, stood by in case he died during the show. That's right. As a host. They had Chris Rock standing by like, I'll host if he can't make it. Back up. During the week, they were so worried he was going to die because he was like, literally? so caked out. Oh, of yeah. His oh, no just kidding. coked out of his head. And they're like, his heart's going to stop. There's nothing we can do. And some felt like, you know, you talk to a couple of those people, they felt like, oh, maybe I could have done more. They tried, but and then they said, I they can't. They were trying, but you yeah. can only. Yeah. I think the last thing he said to Rocker, I remember it was Rocker David Spade when he leaned in, he goes, am I funny? Like, he was so worried. Like, he said, please tell me I'm funny. And wanted Chris, to be like, accepted by him. Yeah, wanted... like, You're the best, Chris. There's no question. There's nothing he could do anymore. But, yeah, he's, he's on the sidelines watch. So Farley, everything he did was a fat joke. Just because he had his shirt off in that Chippendales thing. Gap girl. The Matt Foley was all about breaking your furniture because he's yep. so clumsy and fat. And that was what he was. He was the funny fat guy. And he ran with it. He knew. Uh, anyway. it's You know, it's not that tragic a story when you start looking at how he treated himself. It's like, oh, yeah. you were, you were, you know, you were going to burn out. He was a comet. He was going to fly as fast as he could in a short period of time. He wasn't going to last long. Because not only that, he was 150 pounds overweight and doing coke. Yeah. Bye. You're not going to make it. That heart's going to explode. It's going to explode. But look at what he gave us in that short period of time. Outside of Beverly Hills Ninja, which, (laughs) boy, what were you thinking? (laughs) I'd never seen that one. Don't watch it. I skipped it. Don't do it because it it makes you glad he's not with us. (laughs) Nicole Sheridan looked pretty good. She she looks great. Yeah, but you could just image search her. Don't worry about watching her act. Uh, it's 925. There you go. That is the entertainment drill. Coming up in just moments. Old Jer can't do it. He's got a circle Bob Kemp's wagons this morning. So Toledo's going to host the squares this morning. I know. Don't let that deter you. It'll still be all right. 
Uh, but the Guadalupe Squares are coming up in just moments. 585-9800. We need a girl. We need a boy. We got uh, comedy club tickets for you. We can get you all hooked up with those. And also, uh, Porta Subs giving you some food. So we'll feed oh, no, you. We got Bill Burr tickets, too. Oh, we got Bill Burr yeah, tickets? Yeah, for the New Year's Eve show. So. New Year's wow. Eve? That's what, yeah, that's what Randall told me. Well, you know. No better time to plan your New Year's Eve than the day before May. Starts. Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, what do you want me to do? I'm just telling you it's what you we got. That's <laughs> get your Bill Burr ticket. We'll give you Bill Burr tickets today. Then screw all that other stuff. That's fantastic. I didn't know we had those. Uh, if you want to play five eight five ninety eight hundred, we'll get you those tickets. The squares are next. If the younger generation doesn't get into rock, then guess what? An art form has died. 